0: over to your house for like a meal or something, you know, maybe 20 people are coming over. How how do you feel about that? Did you get a little nervous maybe getting ready and a lot of preparations? Well, uh, we invited 2,500 households over to a picnic next Saturday, (laughs) and we can use all the help we can get. So if if you're available on Saturday to help set up and do some things, we could use, use your help, and we'd just love to see you there. Uh, 2,500 households is a lot more than 2,500 people, so we don't know what to expect, but uh, we're imagining more, like we've been talking about, we're getting ready for reaching out to our community here, so if you can be involved, we'd appreciate it, you can come and have a hot dog, and eat a hamburger, and see some things about what's going on with the church, so uh, that's going to take some of your time, isn't it, and so that's what we're talking about today, Uh, we've been going through uh, Ephesians. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about the idea of being the church that redeems time. And the church is made up of who? 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 Are you part of the church? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, see, everybody could have put their hand up on that one. But I didn't get one hand on that one. See, we're, we're the body of Christ here. And so if the church is to redeem time, each of us are as well. So let's look here in Ephesians chapter 5. Begin with verse 15. It says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So making wise use of our time is very important. It's it's something that Paul is reminding us. If we don't use our time properly, then what do we do? We expose ourselves to the evil that's around us in this world. You know, uh, idle, mind is the devil's workshop, as they used to say. And so we're encouraged here to be involved in the work of God and to make a good use of our time. So the proposition that I'm going to make to you today is that you value your time, value your time, by placing the mission of Christ first on your to-do list. How many of you got a to-do list? Right? How many of you write it down? I, I tend not to write it down. I don't want to look at it. But, you know, there's things that we're supposed to be doing and taking care of. And I just want to encourage us today as Christians to put uh, Christ as something that we want to do. To honor Him and to, to glorify His name. And to put Him as a high value in our time as we go through this life. So, to value our time, we must walk circumspectly, as it says here in verse fifteen. Now, this is a this is a word that we don't commonly use a lot, but what it really means is is the idea means to walk carefully. To walk carefully, not timidly, but accurately. Now, uh, Tommy just got back from a big trip to climb Gannett Peak, and he was showing me some pictures of the of the climb. And they had to climb up a couple of glaciers and I was thinking praise God I'm not with those guys when he showed me that uh, it's I don't even know how high it is 14,000 or something feet and you know as I was thinking about that you have, every step they took they had to be very careful that they placed their feet right in the right spot if they if they placed their foot in the wrong place then they were in jeopardy of sliding down that glacier uh to a serious injury of some sort. <laughs> I, I once knew a guy. He was climbing a peak down in Peru. He slid down the glacier about 1,500 feet. He tried to catch himself with his ice axe. It yanked right out of his hand, broke the lanyard, and he slid all the way down, broke both of his legs. And that was a friend of mine. <laughs> so it can happen. So as we walk through life, we need to be, be careful. And what does that mean for a Christian? It means that we have to understand what God wants. We have to understand what His idea of what we should be doing is all about. If we look at Psalms uh, 119, 105, it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And so that tells us if we're going to understand what God has for us, what God wants from us, we need to be involved in His word. We need to realize that it brings light to into our life and shows us the better way to walk. In Psalms 18, verse 28, it says, For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Again, uh, this idea of light and dark, that's what Paul taught, or Paul, Charles. I was Paul at VBS. This yeah, <laughs> yeah, Charles was Paul at VBS. Uh, I knew I'd seen him uh, dressed up like Paul. Uh, I hope you're able to just go home to the kingdom of God and not suffer like Paul did. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the, the point is, is that he talked about this idea of being light last week. Ephesians 5.8 uh, says this, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So, be careful how we walk, where we're going, and what we're doing. Uh, when I was a young man, I, my best friend and I used to uh, go out in the country. He lived out in the country, so I'd ride my bike out there to go 15 miles to go playing around out in the country with him. And he, he was kind of an interesting character. He, he really loved guns and hunting and fishing. And we're like 10 and 12 years old. And his dad had, had this big gun rack. And he, he uh, had a big collection of guns. He ran the gun department for Gart Brothers. That's superfluous garbage I'm sharing with you. <laughs> but my friend learned where his dad kept the key to the gun rack. So we used to get in there and get out the guns. Uh, when his dad went to work, we'd go sneak out the guns. And off we'd go out through the country and go shooting and having all kinds of fun and really had a good time. And I remember... One particular day, his dad didn't leave, so we had to find something different to do. So his dad said, well, go on out there, but don't go to deep water. So where do you suppose we went? See, our, pe- our feet walked, not with wisdom, but in a direction that wasn't very wise, and we went to deep water, and we played around out there, and I don't know how his dad figured it out, but he got the truth out of me, because I wasn't a good liar at the time, and and I know my friend uh, paid the penalty. He got a whooping for that. Pretty good one. Why did his dad say, "Don't go to deep water? Because he wanted to give him a whooping, or because he loved him, and he didn't want something to happen to him. They had a fence around this and everything. We had to climb over the fence to get in, you know. And see, that's what God's calling us to do. See that you walk carefully. See that you place your feet accurately. Because because that's important for us to walk in the Word of God. And so, what does it take to do that? To walk diligently and with a purpose. We have to come to faith, don't we? We have to trust God. That what He's saying is right. And where He's leading is right. And so, we, we have many, many examples of, of people who trusted God. But probably the most obvious one to most of us is in Hebrews 11, where we have God's Hall of Fame, where he talks about faithful people through the, through the biblical history and how uh, they trusted the Lord. In verse 6 of that book, Hebrews 11, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Without faith it's impossible to honor God, to love God, to please God, to be what God calls us to be. And so the first thing we need to realize is if we're going to walk in the way that God wants us to, redeeming the time, not wasting our time, then we have to have faith. Notice that word, those words, it's impossible to please God without really trusting him. And those with faith must believe that He is. Sometimes we have to just take a moment and stop and think about the fact that God is real. You know, yesterday we attended a funeral for uh, Betty No, Betty Joe. And you know, when you go to a funeral, there's things that are always said, right? we talk about heaven and we talk about eternal life and we talk about how life has value and its purpose and all those things and and those things make you pause and think but what you really have to grasp is and at a time like that is that all of these things that we talk about are true they're real these aren't just some made up fable or something this is real Heaven is real. God's love for us is real. The the way to walk through your life, the way God teaches, is the best way to walk through your life. Those things all matter, and they make a difference. And as we walk through those lives diligently, then we honor God. And and this is really the story in Hebrews 11, is that, Uh, These men and women that are mentioned, they they were faithful to God. In verse 7 it says, By faith Noah being divinely warned of the things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to God. Faith, to faith I should say. So he acted on it. He did something with it. Then it goes on, it says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out knowing where, not knowing where he was going. See, again, faith. He took that step and he stepped out. And that, that's what God's calling us to. And to be diligent is to do those things. Oftentimes what we do, though, is we get hung up with our past. Have you ever got hung up with your past? Have you ever let your past control your present? And and we waste time because we can't move on from those things that have happened to us in the past. Maybe we can't forgive. Maybe we can't forgive ourselves. Maybe we don't think we're worthy or whatever it is. All these things that Satan can bring into our life that he's going to try to point out to us and we just don't move on from where we're at you know in, in uh, Luke chapter 15 there's several parables it's talking about the value of a, a soul and what it's worth to, to find a soul and to, to restore someone to the kingdom of God and in 15.8 it says uh, or what woman having ten silver coins if she does want, loses one coin does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her husband, her, calls her friends, maybe your husband too, but that's not there. That, I would call my wife if I found it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together saying, rejoice with me for I've found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. See, it's talking about the value of a soul. But there's something here in this parable that I never really thought about before. What does she do? She utilizes her time in a valuable way. She searches her whole house. She, she takes an effort to find this lost thing. And she moves on when she finds it, you know moves on to the to the future and i know this is kind of a little awkward but maybe we need to think about that a little bit you ever catch yourself thinking well my past is really really messed up i'm I'm really not much of a value to anybody and we live there and we think boy that was a waste of time those things that i went through but i want to ask you a question You think anything that's happened to you is a waste of time if it brought you to know the Lord Jesus. It's a different way of thinking about it, isn't it? Romans 8.28, my favorite passage of Scripture in the Bible says, all things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to His purpose. So, why are we wasting time worrying about what we've done in the past if those things changed us for the present and that's the fact isn't it? every time you make a mistake you can you can either say well that's it for me or you can say hey I'm gonna use this I'm gonna learn from this and I'm gonna move forward and I'm gonna do better and see that's the Christian goal in life and that's what God calls us to do and if we dwell in that past about these things if if we've taken the proper steps of forgiveness and repentance and those things then those things are of value. I don't think our lives are a waste of time is what I'm driving at. Use what you know to be better. Now, what does is, what is mistakes do for you when you're talking to someone? You're talking to somebody and they, they start to tell you, you know, well, I just I, I did this or I did that, and suddenly you have a great amount of empathy for them. You You have a great amount of understanding for them, you know. I've been there. (laughs) That's happened to me. You know? And what does that empower you to do? It empowers you to help them through that spot. But if we decide, well, the very opposite. I've done that. I can't talk to them. How can I talk to them? So what did you learn from that? Nothing. It was a waste of time, right? But if you use it in a positive way, then it's a positive thing. See, my wife likes to do that. Every once in a while, I'll be talking to somebody about a problem, and she'll say, didn't you do that once? <laughs> and I say, not, not right now. Talk to me later. You know. But do you see that? Don't waste your life living the past. Redeem the time. Move forward. And, and that's really... One of the big thoughts that are involved here is that redeeming the time is about using the opportunities in your life to benefit someone else. When when we talk about this idea of redeeming time, we need to realize that we need to a, avoid foolish things. That's what it says in Ephesians. You know, don't be as fools, but be as wise. So we've we got to avoid foolish things. I understand all that. None of us wants to make mistakes but what are some of the foolish things that we really need to avoid I mean <laughs> have you noticed the book of Ephesians is big on that there's, there's lists of things don't do this and don't do that just about every passage that we've studied has a list of things that, that you shouldn't do but how could we categorize these things is there, is there a way to do that Is that a bad thing? Maybe it is, but I don't think so. I'm going to do it. The number one waste of time is idolatry. Ever thought about it like that? Because idolatry is very all-encompassing. It's about the idea of putting God second. Moses talked to the nation of Israel, and he warned them. You know, that there would be a time where, where they would turn away from God and that they would, they would turn to idolatry. So you look in Deuteronomy, and uh, we're looking in verse chapter 32, verse 21. It says, They have provoked me to jealousy by what is not God. They have moved me to anger by their foolish idols. But I will provoke them to jealousy by those who are not a nation, and I will move them to anger by a foolish nation. See, it's the idea of God being provoked because we've done foolish things. we turn away from God. We've, we've turned to idolatry. And what is idolatry? I mean, quickly, just real quick, it's just, you think of it like this. It's anything that you put first over God, anything that you honor more than God can be is and becomes idolatry and so we have to be cognizant of that and idolatry is a waste of time. In 1 Kings 18 25 through 29 we see uh, the prophet Elijah has challenged the the, uh, priests of Baal to come and to burn a sacrifice to their God and he would also call down his father, and they would burn a sacrifice. And whichever God answered, that's the true God. And so, we're going to pick this up, and this, this is what the uh, prophets of Baal did. It says, Then you call on the name of your gods, and I want to call on the name of the Lord, and, and the God who answers by fire, he is God. So all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one bull for yourself and prepare it first. For you are many and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. So they took the bull which was given them and they prepared it and called on the name of Baal. From morning until evening, till noon, they they saying, oh Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, no one answered. Then they leaped about the alder which they had made and so it was at noon that Elijah mocked them and said cry aloud for is a god for cry aloud for is he is a god either he is meditating or he is busy or he is on a journey or perhaps he is sleeping and must be awakened so they cried aloud and cut themselves as was their custom, with knives and lances, until the blood gushed out of them. And when midday was past, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice, no one answered, no one paid attention. Now notice what happens here. Uh, Elijah mocks them. He he says, you know, what's going on with your God? Is he sleeping or is he busy? Which is literally, if you look it up, is he in the bathroom? What's going on? And so they do all these things. They cut themselves and they, with lances and all these things. And what was that? It was a waste of time. You see that? Total waste of time. They weren't following a God. They didn't understand it. They didn't understand God. And so we have to come to a position in our life where we realize is our God is real. He lives. And today, yesterday, again, at a funeral, reminded that our God lives. He lives in us. And it's real. We're not talking about anything that's made up. And so if we want to redeem time, we need to follow God with all of our heart, with everything we have. And so to value our time, we must respond to God-given opportunities God does give us opportunities. Verse 16 says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And this idea uh, to redeem is to buy back, to buy back. If we look uh, over at Colossians, we're going to look at Colossians 4 and verse 5. It says, walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Again, do you see this kind of keeps going back? Psalms talks about it. The, the parable of, in Luke of the woman looking for the lost coin talked about it. Part of our value as Christians, part of redeeming our time, is to be communicating with those that are outside of Christ the value of being a Christian, of knowing Jesus, and understanding that Jesus is real. Redeeming the time according to Thayer's Greek lexicon, The meaning seems to be to make a wise and sacred use of every opportunity. So we're called to take advantage of the opportunities that we receive as Christians to share the truth. How easy is it to be unwise with our time? It's very easy. The biggest excuse that people give is that they're too busy for God. They don't have time. I don't know anybody that says it like that, you know. But have you ever said, I have, I'm too busy. I'm too busy to pray. I don't have time to read the Bible. I don't have time to serve. Now, just gut check. You ever said that? Ever been there? See, I've been there. I got a lot to do today. I don't have time to read this morning. I got to move on. Got to hurry through the day. Got to get done. Well, here's a title of a book that I think is very good. It was written by Bill Hybels, who is apparently having his share of problems at the moment. But that's beside the point. The title of the book was "Too Busy Not to Pray." A little different attitude there, isn't it? That's true. Isn't that true? You, you, you got too much going on to not be praying about it, to not be seeking God's wisdom about it. That's an absolute fact. You know, people tend to put it off. Felix in the book of Acts, uh, as he stood before Paul, you know, it's talked to be some con- more convenient time. There's a better time. But, but Paul informs him and Corinthians informs us that today is the day. Salvation. So there is no better time than right now to make a decision for God. There is no better time to share the truth than when the opportunity comes. There is no better time. And it's worth taking the time to be in the Word and to pray and to care about people and to, to talk to them about the most important thing in your life. Now, again, Ephesians then gives some examples of this. It says, Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so he goes on in 18 here and he says, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, why does he do this? Again, he's talking about redeeming time, being, being wise, not being foolish. Again, the context of this is, is he's talking to the people in Ephesus. Ephesus had a celebration that they often uh, celebrated that honored the, the god uh, Bacchus. Bacchus was about... Uh, drinking and partying and carrying on and uh, all of those things. During that festival, which is dedicated to him, they became wild and drunk. And, you know, I'll bet if you talk to him the next day, uh, based on some experiences I've seen (laughs) or had, here I go, true confession time. Uh, Let's don't go there right now. If you want to talk to me about it, you can come (laughs) talk to me about it. Uh, But uh, they probably thought, man, that was a great time, wasn't it? Other than this headache I have. That was a great time. We really had a good time. What was that? Well, it was idolatry. It was drunkenness and idolatry. It was an absolute waste of time. Back to that again. So Paul gives a contrast. Instead of that, Ephesians, think about this. Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, this is where the rub comes in. Oftentimes, the very thing that Paul's saying we should do to worship God, we find ourselves thinking, I don't have time for that. Never catch it? I don't have time to set aside to worship God right now. i, I got to get somewhere. i got to be doing something else. So the very things that sometimes we think are unimportant and take away from our time are the most important but we tend to want to prioritize the tasks before us. Jesus himself took time, didn't he? He would go off and he would pray, take a whole night by himself to pray. What if, what if we were to suggest to each other that we should take a day every month and go off and spend a day, a whole day, all by ourselves Praying and worshiping God. Well, what would you say? I don't have time. I'd probably be in there with you. But is that right? It's not right. And so Paul is making a distinction here. Don't do this. Do this. And see, there's, there's a joy that comes from those kind of things, hymns and songs and, and spiritual things. See, it brings a joy to your life. I, like this morning, I don't want to pat the, our new preacher on the back too much, but he, they're staying at our house right now. and Boy, that's a joy. And <laughs> 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 I, I mean that. I know how I said it, but I, I mean that. But uh, he's up this morning. He's out there, and he's whistling, and just happy as can be. And I'm sitting there thinking, I wish I was whistling. (laughs) Why am I not whistling? You know, that's so important, isn't it? To just take a little bit of time to really remember what God's done. Notice that verse 20, giving thanks always for all things to the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, don't get mixed up about what's a waste of time and what isn't. Because I, I, I'm an American. So are you. And Americans think, go, go, go. Work, work, work. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's made our nation great. But it, it's wrong when it becomes the number one thing in your life, when it, it, when it overrides your faith in God, when it overrides your time for prayer, your time for Bible study, when it overrides the time for your family and your own loved ones, then, then maybe we need to stop and think about there's a better way, isn't there? And I believe that's exactly what the point is here in these Ephesians verses, to put our faith in the right things. The last point I want to make is to value our time, we must seek to understand that God has a will for us all. You know, if, if we don't get that, that God has a will for us, then we've, we've missed the point of what we're about. And that's why we don't think some of these things are necessarily important when we forget that God has a purpose for us. Verse 17 it says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of of the Lord is. And I think that most of us as Christians have struggled with that. From time to time we've asked ourselves, you know, what is God's will? What is it that God wants? We we really want him to knock us up alongside the head and say this is it. Okay? First Peter chapter 2 verse 15. Listen. This is the will of God. Wow. Hello. (laughs) There it is. It starts out, this is the will of God. And there's more than one passage that has that in it, in 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 the Bible. But it says, this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. And Ephesians is saying that. Walk as wise, not as foolish." Walk as wise, to walk the way God walks. So do good in the way that God says to do good. Do, do those things that matter. Sometimes we do good, it really doesn't matter. I mean, we're it's the definition of what's good and bad is kind of muddled up sometimes, isn't it? You know, you can donate money to charity and think you're doing something really good when you're really doing something that's contrary to God. So here it says... For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants to God. Very important. What does Paul say? He says, all things are lawful unto me, not all things edify. He talks about being free. See, Christians, sometimes we, we... We limit our freedom in order to help someone else understand that there's something greater. Well, what do you mean? There's just certain things Christians don't do in order to be a witness to those around them. And so does it say that we can't? Some of those things we could, but we don't do them because we want to influence others for the kingdom of God. It says as free. You're free. God doesn't just stop loving you every time you do something wrong. He loves you, right? But sometimes we decide, I'm not going to do that because that wouldn't be the best. Best witness. Okay? So, as free yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice to do what? The evil things that he says to be careful about. If We don't Mind what we're doing. We don't mind our time. We can do evil things. And so we have to be careful. But as bond servants of God, again, a bond servant is someone who's put themselves into the service of God. You know, that's a voluntary thing. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. So there it is. You're asking yourself, what's the will of God? Well, read that, (laughs) because that's a universal will of God for us, isn't it, that we do good. Christianity is about showing the world goodness and kindness and to help benefit the world. Now, we're told to speak the truth with grace seasoned with salt. So the world has to know the truth. If we really love them, we will do that in our lives. So, if we do good, what do we do? We defeat evil. God defines what's good. So we take time to find out what the Word says. And we pray and we follow Him. Don't use your liberty to do unproductive things. Do things that redeem time. So, conclusion. Wisdom cries out, use your time in a positive way. Taking the opportunities that God brings. So we're going to stand, we're going to sing our invitation song. If there's a decision to be made today, we'd ask you to come and step out. And uh, we'll just be singing the first verse, so if there's a decision, we'd ask you to step out right away this morning redeem the time use it for valuable things that's the point of the message